Why he fighting fighting this? Why? What? 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 What, what is his goal? Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? Welcome back to the immigrant section. I'm your host Abbas Wahab, and in the studio today we've got. The beautiful Cliff Knight. Welcome. Beautiful. I didn't expect to get complimented right now. Damn, thank you. it's about to get sensual, my yeah, brother. Yeah, here. Thank you. Thank you yeah. for having me. This is a nice time. Cliff Knight is a Toronto comic rapper. What else should I even add to that? Probably writer. Everybody gets writer. Everybody you know? gets writer. Everybody like, gets writer. Yeah, as soon as you start doing some stuff. <laughs> Yo, you're blessed. <laughs> Yo, it's true. Blessed with the pen. Yeah. Yo, before, uh, before Cliff just uh, walked in here, I've been hounding him about Jamaican patois. I'm super interested in that. Like pretty much all of Toronto, Toronto man lingo started from Jamaican Patwa, from what I understand. Can you clarify this? Is this I mean, true? There's a lot of influence for sure. I won't say. And also I've never lived in Jamaica. I've never visited Jamaica. Anything but you're like from that. Barbados. You I'm understand. not from Barbados. <laughs> Yo, I, I'm from I've Guyana. I'm fucking with this guy. <laughs> no, he loves to do this shit. He loves it. But Yo, uh, Guyana, Guyana is the one in Africa, right? <laughs> no. Which one? Uh, Guyana's in South America. It's the one we're on the mainland for sure. But like, I mean, a lot of the culture is is similar and whatnot. You are right in that. Yeah, a lot of uh, Toronto man's slang is based in something like Jamaican patois. But like, it's evolved with like its own thing, including like British grime, which does have some Jamaican patois, and also like very very Toronto references and and cadences. You know, Can very Canadian influence. So like. Toronto Man's slang is one of the most interesting slangs that I've come across. Yo, I didn't know uh, that British grime also has its roots from uh, Jamaican patois. Yeah, man. If you listen to some of those guys uh, and then you listen to back to like dance hall uh, from like, you know, 10 years ago, a lot of it's very similar, but it's taken like, just imagine those Jamaican immigrants like grow up in Britain now, you know, or uh, have kids there. True, true. And there's like a lot of that lingo has meshed with you know, the local sensitivity. It's the same thing. Yeah, like gigs and Stormzy. Gigs, yo, Stormzy is lit, yo, fam. Yo, I love listening. He's a man be putting it down, still. Yo, yeah, and they always say mans. What's yeah. his name said that the most? Skepta, right? Skepta's one Man, of those guys. Yeah, 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 my little brother's super into that. I, uh, British when, I went, when I went to Edinburgh, I started listening to some of the Scottish grime. Yeah. And that's even more confusing. Like From, from the urban community of Scotland? Yeah. Like uh, Glasgow particularly has like a pretty big grime rap scene. So just, it's, it is exactly what you think. It's a bunch of white boys trying to sound black. Yeah. But yeah. some of it is hard for sure. Oh, legit? You got to remember rap is poetry, right? So... Uh, you know, <laughs> so I guess if they go through whatever their little uh, Scottish uh, yeah. trials and tribulations, right? Mm -hmm. They got something to rap about, right? Yeah, man. Hey, just because they're white doesn't mean they didn't struggle. White people also have shitty lives. It's yeah. what we always say at the it's end true. of the section. It's white true. people also suffer. <laughs> that was the perfect just silence yeah yeah I mean, it's just not what you can see you you know, have before them. we get into the thick and thin of it i like to get from uh from like all my guests just a quick like summary of your background just for reference so we can know what your sensibilities are like so what do you I mean like where i'm from from yeah your story I where like, you're like, from from how you got here i like saying here. that since Aaliyah made it popular yeah uh, where are you from from where are you from from uh originally i was born in guyana i spent my first 20 years there you're blessed I'm blessed like that. I'm so, I'm sun kissed. You see what I mean? Um, I don't know what that meant, but I like it. You know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I spent some time traveling around South America and the Caribbean a little bit, and then uh, just came straight here to Canada. Went to school, did the thing, graduated. And what then was like, the yeah. thing? I mean, the thing like the flex, I guess, for a lot of no, Caribbean you, people. What you no. study is? Uh, I went to business school. I went to business at Humber. So, Ooh, yeah. damn! I did that instead of the comedy. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, did you have a push? Did they tell you to do anything specific? Nah, man. Um, literally, my parents. Oh, it's so hard. Uh, I'm I'm the go getter for a lot of the families, apart from my my brother. But uh, I they always know I'm gonna do what the fuck I want anyway. So I came here originally to do jazz at uh, Humber. Like my mom is a music teacher. I taught music for a little bit. I did some of the like official music stuff you know god damn you came to canada yeah, yeah, yeah. from guyana yeah to do jazz that's what i thought i was gonna do and why then don't I, you go to the states 
I'm just, just, this is where family are. You know what I mean? You just go where they are. You know how open-minded you have to be to think you can do jazz? <laughs> Jesus, you're progressive, bro. I oh. knew you were progressive, but not jazz progressive. Originally, uh, I was like, yo, I'm going to come and do the jazz program and stuff. Like, I went to the open day, and I was like, oh, these kids are a hundred times more dedicated than I would yeah. ever be. So I was yeah, like, that's what I'm... I'd be afraid of. I feel like jazz comes from uh, pain, suffering, <laughs> chaos, doesn't it? The blues? Um, I mean, maybe I'm thinking about the blues. I, you know what? I wouldn't discount that, but a lot of some of the jazz sessions that I saw happening, <laughs> happening at the school, I don't think there's a whole lot of pain. There's a, definitely a lot of angst. Oh, yeah? And, there's, there's, and, and frustration, but there's a, definitely a difference between you know pain and perceived pain. Did anybody ever at any point say, Daddy, why? <laughs> probably. Yeah? Probably in their music. They're like, you know. <laughs> they probably expelled that out yeah like, yeah right in it's state. in the notes you gotta yeah. look at the notes you honestly gotta playing. read them you gotta read them and that was one of the things like I read music my mom made sure that I could you're blessed um, yeah <laughs> uh, but that sort of thing is super useful if you say you're gonna start a career not only in musical playing like in instruments but also if you're gonna try and sing uh, and anything like that. Like, I rap, so, like, the actual notes don't matter. But there are a few songs where I have to put, like, a harmony in and this sort of thing. And it helps with that. It helps a little with that in that um, I understand that there are notes. I don't ever have to, like, write anything. But it's just, like, I know that the, I don't have perfect pitch, but I understand what a note is and I understand what the melody is going to be. And I'm jealous of that, man. I got yeah. taken out of music class when I was a kid. So I, I heard never, about that. I never actually learned how to read music. Yeah. And I was always a little bit jealous of that. And even if I could, let's say, know how to read music right now, I mean, my life wouldn't be any different. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, be yeah. Juilliard. I don't know. <laughs> so you did the business school. Yeah, yeah. In Canada. You're out. Now, yeah, I mean, I had started comedy right, like, before, like I, a couple of years before I ended school. Um, I actually came here, not far from here, at the corner. I, I, I went jogging, and I got lost. Corner Comedy Club. At the Corner Comedy Club here at uh, Queen and John. And I just stopped, asked the guy. He's having a cigarette. I asked him for directions. And then I saw through the window, you know, that little... He's like, hey, kid. That little window they have there. <laughs> and I saw somebody on stage. I'm like, what's what's happening? And that looks weird. And the guy's like, it's stand-up comedy. Are you a comic? I'm like, no. And he's like, well, we have open mics on one day. You should come by. And then I went back. And that's just been it ever since. Legit. You know? That's how it went down, huh? Yeah, bro. Who was the guy that totally gone out? Well, here's the thing. The guy I was talking to in the alleyway was the owner of the com the comedy club. It was Joe. Oh, he was the one doing this? Yeah. Why? Well, no, he, he was no, he, no, he wasn't barking. He was just having a cigarette. Damn. And I stopped to ask him for directions, and then I asked him what was happening there. That's a cool story. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's like the up that's like uh, your root story. That's pretty dope. <laughs> I guess, yeah. Hey kid, what are you up to? What are you oh, nothing, doing? nothing. You, know, you want to do stand-up? Yeah, okay. You have some jokes. Yeah, and the rest is history, yeah. <laughs> so when did you get into rapping? Is that even before you came to Canada? Um, Yes and no, I guess. I used to be in a punk band. Surprise, Legit? Surprise. I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, what, was their, what was their name? That's what. Uh, we started at, we had a couple different names. We started as Duct Tape. That's we're, a sick name. We're barely holding it together. Ah, fuck you. You're winning that. <laughs> that's, that's the name we came up with. Uh, then we got some new members, and we petitioned a, a crowd for a new name. We were like, hey, we have new band members, so uh, what should our new name is? NIMBY. And uh, someone in the crowd yelled, keep your day job. Keep your day job. And we were, keep your day job, for Dude, four years. We, we that's played amazing, TV. man. We were like the first punk band on TV. And guy, that's like, a good name. Yeah, yeah, it's a pretty good name, I guess. And next up, give it up for keep your day job. A lot of people would misquote it, be like, don't quit your day job. I'm like, that's not That's all. That's pretty much the same kind of. That's a different band. Yeah, it's a different, yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're doing much better than They us, actually yeah. are. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like that. Better. So, like, uh, I used to do some backup singing for that. I used to write some songs and whatnot. What really made it come into play, um, I remember getting really high at a friend's place and doing like a freestyle and then having it be like, okay. And then I got booked on comedy mixtape for my other song, uh, Vampire Barack Obama. Song that's a song name? That's, that's a song that I do about what if Barack Obama was a vampire. Okay. Um, and Bad then I was, I was like, I need another song. So I wrote, a song called uh, I'm Broke, I'm Broke, which is a parody of Drake's song, Free Smoke. Okay, yeah. I'm Broke, I'm Broke, hey, I wrote that. But I didn't know the same night, 
Mark was also up in Greenleaf doing another Mark Goodwin and another Mark, Mark Goodwin, Chronicle. yeah. Um, actually, even before that, I went to a show at uh, Vape on the Lake, and um, that's so just to preface that, uh, sorry to interrupt you, yeah, yeah. But uh, Cliff Knight and Mark Goodman actually have a rap group together called Good Night. Yeah. Uh, you guys have an album out, or you got a couple music? Videos we got a couple music YouTube. videos. We're on Spotify. We're yeah. on Apple. They're music, out there. All that Good stuff. Night. Yeah, Good and Night is spelt like like a British knight. Like a K. Like you've been knighted. Good night. Good you've good been... night. Yeah. I'm, you've been knight. I'm knight. You've been knighted. You've been knighted. I remember the first time I did freestyle uh, in person, like on stage. Uh, it was at a comedy show, but they were supposed to have a music opener who didn't show up. Oh, shit. He just Does anybody here know music? Honestly, honestly, the 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 booker was just like, hey, my, my musician didn't show up. I need somebody to like fill 10 minutes. It was like when someone needs a doctor on a plane. Yeah, right? yeah, <laughs> Does yeah. Anybody hear, uh, Does anybody here know a uh, song? Can you flow? Is talented? Save yeah, exactly. my show. And yeah. so I go up there and do like I had been writing down flows for like a year or so, and I did some of them. And then I get off. And do it was you remember honestly, any of those bars? I have I have a few of those bars. We'll get Spit to those later. Yeah. We'll get oh, to those later. Shit. Yeah, okay, I do right. I do know a few of those bars. We find out because there's some of my favorite things that I wrote that I just never went back to because uh, that's how it is. And I remember doing ten minutes, and it was god awful to be honest. Like yeah, I had no practice. And it was another comic on the show, and I get off stage, and he's just like, I feel embarrassed for you because that was so bad. I was, and for whatever reason, I didn't feel so bad about it. I was just like, that was a lot of fun. I'm going to do it again. Um, and then, yeah, within six months, Mark and I are rapping together, booking shows, going all around Toronto, GTA. Yeah, you guys, we booked you a couple times at the Plus and Crime Show. You guys yeah. kill. You got those, You got that trap flow figured out. That's the most rap. impressive part. Yeah. You have the, because every time I listen to Migos, for instance, yeah. I can tell that they have an equation. Yeah, it's you know, math. Quavo on the hook. Uh, offset will do a verse and then takeoff will come in for the ad takeoff is great for ad libs yeah. that's yeah let's do an example right now for the listeners right yeah, now yeah, let's yeah, rap about yeah, printers yeah, and I'll uh, ad lib for you I know you freestyle yeah okay let me give you a beat but I'm also gonna do a beat mm -hmm. in addition to ad libs okay okay, okay. alright printers it's yeah. a Lexmark or an uh, HP whatever it uh, wanna be uh, 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 yeah uh, Say it right now. Do you have something on your computer that you want to get to paper? Well, you could wait until later and head down to the Kinkos and say, yo, what you know? Just give me with that Lexmark. Don't be a skid marker. Put it up on the HP. Because it's the sort of thing that you ain't be. Yo, click a gate B. Yo, this is the sort of thing I got to put it down on the paper. Get me on my resume. That's right. We going to hit him with the Tresemme because I'm looking like... Like you better than the rest of me. I'm saying this the saying recipe. This. Uh, we can do it the best way. Uh, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> do you think we went for way too long there? I'm pretty sure. Because, I mean, I try to keep them to like 18 bars. Uh, sorry, 16 bars, something like that. How so many bars was that? Uh, that was just about 12, I guess. You know what's great? I have the total uh, metrics for this podcast. I can't wait to look later. Like, be like oh, and we lost them all. Uh, yeah. <laughs> now, people are clicking that little, like, skip 15 or 30 seconds. Yeah, people do it, man. Are I they do. still doing this? <laughs> Jesus, I'm almost at work. Yeah, yeah. It's like Dude, that. What was the biggest shock when you came, arrived in Canada? Relative to Guyana, what was the thing? Because you went to, like, private school in Guyana. Like, yeah. Well, like... You came up pretty good in Guyana. I, I, I have to admit, I've been pretty lucky. I got a couple scholarships. Like, my mom worked at the school, so you I had were a lot of, Yeah, I was, I was blessed for real, G. Um, you know, without even talking about, you know, I'm sun-kissed, but not too much, that sort of thing. Yeah, uh, oh, yeah. so you got some white You got some white in your family or well, something. Yeah, huh? we, we, got some, we got some Dutch, we got some, you know, Indian, some light-skinned Indian. We got a lot of, you know, Asian, that sort of thing. How, how is that How is that in on the, uh, is Guyana an island? No. No, it's not. Okay, We're is it? Island. Okay, yeah. uh, how is that growing up, like... Is there any sort of like disparage in how people treat you? Yo, it's weird. Um, in the Caribbean, we it's very similar. We all have this brand of racism that's like shadest, worse, yeah. but better. Yeah, you know. Um, then here, there, it's more of a cultural differentiation more than like hate lines. Like those lines only rise up during an election or something. But most of the times, people are very like. 
I know that you're Indian or you're African because of culture, and I attribute that to what you're going to celebrate. Like in Guyana, we have we're one of the countries that has the most holidays in the world because we celebrate all of the things because we have all of the people. Very lazy people. Yeah, it's 100%. That's how I read into that. It's it's the sort of thing I I was saying. I was looking for a job. I'm trying to get a job because I love calling in sick. I really love it because I'm like, yo, I just make up holidays all the time. And they're like, uh, you know, what what kind of holiday is it? I'm like, how dare you ask me what kind of holiday? That's racist. You don't even know. They're like, it's not on my calendar. I'm like, well, look at your calendar. It's white. <laughs> it wouldn't know. <laughs> it's National Dunkaroo Day. I'll yeah, have of you course. Know. Of course. You bigot. Guys, come on. I've got to. I've got to shave off all the extra crust on my feet. That's a religious ceremony. Yeah. Come on. Remember the fallen. The Buddhists. They don't wear shoes. That's why that happened. How man. quick we are to forget. <laughs> shame them. Like, oh my god, I didn't realize. I'm. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, it's I like get that. it. Take your day off. Just give it to me. Um, yeah, there's a whole lot uh, coming here. One of the big things that I had here, because I was already, like, I was 20 when yeah. I got here. You know, I, was, I had grown up already. Had you been traveling? Like, had you had access to international travel way before you moved here? Um, had you been, like, hitting for up a the few, world? For a few times, like, we, nah, I didn't really, nah. It, a lot of stuff really opened to me when I came here. Okay. When I came here and got my Canadian passport. But, like, uh, there's this thing in the Caribbean where you can travel to any of the Caribbean countries without a separate passport. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, the, it's like the U- European Union. Yeah, it's kind of like the EU. Yeah. It's kind of it's kind of like the uh what's it called? The UN has yeah. the Commonwealth basically. Um yeah, I did a couple of the countries. We went on like a small tour for our band, uh stuff like that. But then when I came here, I'm like, okay, now this has opened up a little bit more travel opportunities for me. I I really like going to the states. Love the UK. I'm planning a trip to Nigeria next year. Oh, yeah. Um, Hell, yeah. The hub of Africa. Well, well, that was it. I mean, nobody thinks about it that way, but uh, I spoke to this guy. He does music, and he's like, yo, I have links in Nigeria for you to do some comedy. And I'm like, even if I make the money, that's that's to me is an exciting travel prospect. I'd love to do comedy in Nigeria. I'd love for someone to just ask me for my papers. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Where are your papers? Where are your papers? (laughs) Where are you going? Oh, yeah. I hear your pa- my passport's in your hand. Why do you keep asking that? <laughs> Where are your papers? <laughs> Dude, I saw that blood diamond scene one time. I don't oh, even man. remember where I saw that. Oh, man. But I saw a super African accent say, Where are your papers? Ah. I've never forgotten it. It's like that. Yeah, legit, eh? <laughs> legit. Before uh, this, again, we were talking about so what you told me, there is differences between uh, the uh, Guyanese patois and Jamaican patois. Oh yeah, I mean like, you can give examples. Every every island, like <laughs> I'm I'm gonna get in trouble for doing accents again because no, yeah, I just got yeah. in trouble for doing a terrible Trinidadian accent. No, but anyway, don't give a fuck. They uh, want to hear it, butcher it. It's okay. Um, every island pretty much has its own slang and like a- like particular accents that they'll do. So like Guyanese, we're we're kind of flat like this back down. Yo, we going by the actually that's more Trinidadians. It's just like hey. Dep on the back down with your with your nasty ass. You, you feel like it's a scunt. You know, let me go and buy some roti and drink one, two rum. You know, that's like a Guyanese back time accent. Whereas Jamaicans are going to be like, you know, your man's coming. That's that's more Canadian. Um, how can I say this? Um, Get into it. And a pre the doppy thing, you say. Um, Iron, Zion, Lion, you know, that sort of thing. <laughs> What's Iron, Zion, Lion? It's just something that they say. Like, yeah, is I, that Ja? Uh, it has something to do with that, I would tell you that, you know. Is Ja God? Yeah, Ja is Jehovah. Jehovah. Jehovah is ja, God as well? Ja Rastafari, I Selassie. Yeah. Do you ever say I and I? Um, only ironically, I guess. Yeah, I and I be known to something. I and I overstand this thing. I feel overstand. <laughs> when when I see I, it, when I think I said, it's the best thing when I see it on a live. I have no idea what you're saying, but I, again, I love it. <laughs> but you you, you kind of get it, you know. Um, I, I, run a, I run an open mic at a place where there's a couple of old yo, Jamaicans. JT, I love yeah, that guy. There's a couple of old Jamaicans that come there that are like kind of like barflies, but they're cool. They'll say shit. And we'll all just, none of us have a, any yeah, idea yeah, what yeah, they're yeah. saying. And we'll just kind of be like, ah. That's kind of what I'm saying. It, like, Jamaicans probably have one of the most complex in terms of, like, cadence and then also creativity on what they'll say. Um, a lot, like, like 
Trinidadians will speak English, but they have this very sing-song voice. Where you going there, horse? Yeah, sort of thing. Yeah, you got, got your, your query rep. You, I'm just making shit up, you know. You go yeah. down to Digo Martin, you know. Yeah, so. well, you can't you can't meet me in Tobago, <laughs> sort of thing. <laughs> Whereas uh, Bajans, my friend always says Bajans speak like they got hot food Beijing? in them. Bajans, like Barbajans. Okay, yeah. Uh, Bajans always speak like they got hot food in them out. And say, like, oh, what's going on, boy? Oh, gosh. Oh. <laughs> I, say, I say I was going around the other place to that girl... Uh, it's just <laughs> always something in their mouth. <laughs> and Jamaicans are sing-songy, you said? Jamaicans have a sing-song, but they have like a more, uh, there's like feeling behind it. I, I guess that's part of the reason why they're so, listen to any Beanie Man song. <laughs> are, are all Caribbean guys super like dogs? Because like all the Jamaican dudes I know, they're like, out to get pussy and it's, make it's definitely it known it's and definitely they're uh, and they're just like yo what's look at that thing like, mm, I'm like damn nigga you aggressive the final one too beanie yeah. in the place they're saying mm. some shit like Jesus that's bound to work come here so be a be you know if we sit on my tongue empty still it's just what what does that even mean a lot of it is just honestly it's really creative stuff yeah like translate what you just said like you know if you want to sit down somewhere my tongue has space and say it again in the way you say it oh baby if you want to see if you need a seat my tongue have space for you dude you want me to breathe yourself Once you say it in English first and then say it in the Patois, then, then, you then start I can to get hear it, it yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I can't at all hear it. It's, it's like when you look at those drawings, that's an old lady and also like and a you tractor. Twist it. Yeah, and, and they're like... It's a bunny and a duck at the yeah, same you time. Can't, you can only see one thing until they tell you what the other thing <laughs> the is. The Yanni and Laurel. Yeah, bullshit. then you see it. Oh, yeah, yeah, there yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like that, um, which is why I say like we have, when... We got here, my mom and I heard people talk, talking Toronto mans. Yeah. It's like a patois mixed with like Canadian stuff. And I'm like, ah, oh, I get what they're saying, but it sounds so bad. It's, it honestly sounds bad from like a Caribbean perspective where like they're butchering it. Of course, though. But but it's, it's a different language. Yeah, yeah. And then I started speaking that way to annoy her and other Guyanese people. And now I'm addicted. To, like, it's so funny. Yo, don't <laughs> cheese me, bro. Is that your feeling? Still cheese. <laughs> For time. Yo, from time, man's out here. When you say reach, reach. Two, two, top left, fam. <laughs> the man them knew this. Yo, the man them have it in their minds still. <laughs> By the way, mandem means, that's that's my favorite part of all. Mandem. Dude, I was on a bachelor party this uh, weekend for uh, one of my boys, Carl. Mm. And uh, he's got uh, one boy, Kyle, another guy we used to work with. Mm. Uh, Jamaican descent. And I was just getting his like... I was getting the lowdown on all this pat. Well, I'm so interested in it for some yeah, reason. Yeah, like, yeah. So you gotta listen, them, you gotta listen to dance. I feel like if you listen to dance hall and dub, like I'll if you listen to uh, Vibes Cartel, yeah. it's gonna take a while because he's, for one, like he and, and a lot of that genre, they've been speaking that way for like a hundred years, right? And they have, they've had the opportunity to get very creative. And then when it comes to music, people get a lot more in depth. So if you listen to someone like Vibes Cartel, he's honestly like. One like the great poets of our of our time, I will say that. Like vibes, vibes car- big up, big up, guys. Uh, vibes cartel. Well, I need like uh, you'll translation. need you will like you should get subtitles. Like you you're gonna read it like with the lyrics and still not know what the fuck he's talking. Can you about. think of is there a single vibes cartel lyric that comes to mind that you can um, any a single one? Some some of them are pretty straightforward. It's been. Ride the cocky like you like it like this. Spin on the cocky like a satellite dish. You know that, that seems, sort of thing. Yeah, that seems he's, basic. He's yeah. good. He's very good. There's some. He does Sounds a song. Like a poet. Does a song. <laughs> Baba boy, don't run. Uh, which is like he's talking about a, a barber snitch. Like somebody snitched on him who's a barber, and oh, it's just fuck. like the whole video is him and a bunch of people with guns coming to get this barber. Like, it's great shit like consumable Caribbean culture. situation yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah that sounds yeah. like a very 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 Caribbean situation 100%. that barber snitched on me and now I'm cl- now I'm gonna put, a, put together a whole music video the whole mandem oh yeah I said that mandem is means the crew means your group so let's say you came your, with a group of people yeah. to a party your gang and you knocked on the door and they'd be like who are you it's like me it's, it's me, me and my and friends them, it's Remember? me and the mandem it's me still. and the mandem you know 
And then they'll be like, who that man them? They'll be like, oh, they're my man them. Yo, it's my like, man them out here. We got Boise. We got Straight Up. We got Stretch. We got Banners. You know, Banners is two Banners, actually. You know, we got... <laughs> and this is Steve. Yeah. yeah. Yo, we have to have a white boy in the place, you know, <laughs> just in case. He say he gonna be a lawyer. I'm saying I'm putting money upon that still. Take them LSATs, fam. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All of that, bro. That was amazing. That was perfect. You went into character. Do you do improv? I do, yeah. I yeah. just started doing a lot more improv. Uh, I actually have a lot of fun. I don't know why you stand up. Okay, all right. Improv, right yeah. now, okay. We're going into scene. You're a cholo, okay? And your cop just rolled up, and there was a cholo nearby who robbed a 7-Eleven, and you're not that cholo. You're yeah, just waiting to pick up your kid, all right? The cop shows up. All right, let's go. And scene. Freeze! Hey, what's going on, essay? We got a report of someone with your exact characteristics with a break and entry. Uh, no say, no say, man. That's not me. I, uh, I'm just picking up me heel here, you know. I, uh... Okay, let's uh, let's bail on this. This is getting racist. <laughs> <laughs> it's just real shit. It's just real shit. Yo, habla, me habla español, you know, yeah, you know. I just got a text saying stop, and this isn't even going live. So I don't even understand how that's possible. <laughs> Somebody just listening in, man. It's Yo, nice. you're blessed like that. Yo, straight up. Yo, still. the mandem knew this. Mm. And another one. And another one. I love. This is maybe another favorite. A duppy maker. A <laughs> duppy. Duppy is a Jamaican patois word for ghost. So apparently, like a, a ghost or a, or a monster. He's a killer. He's a like ghost a, maker. Yo, don't hang out. A jumbie. Yeah. yeah. So, so in Jamaican patois, I want you to warn me to stay away from that dude because he's a duppy maker. Yo, you know, bad man over there is uh, my duppy maker. Yeah. <laughs> And pull out a nigga can't stick it, you know. If if you have a kid, say you have it in your back pocket, your handbag, it in your knapsack. Dude, I love Yo, it, man. I just big love up you. Damian just Marley. Big up Damian Marley. For <laughs> yeah, they shot Damian Marley for everything. Yeah. Yo, shout out to Damian Marley. You straight up, yeah. yeah. Dude, do they love Damian? I I love Damian Marley. Yeah, no, they, he's universally loved. I'll say yeah? That, yeah. What about the other siblings? Because Bob Marley had fourteen. Or I don't. Know, I, I mean, that number, there's a couple. A like, there, I think there's there's like two more guys that have like made it into mainstream conscious. But like, I would say Damian Marley is probably like the biggest one. I think he had the best name, to be honest. With probably, you. yeah. He definitely is marketable. His name name dude i saw where was i there's there's a bob marley jr isn't there is there i think there's a i think there definitely is a junior and he's just like that's a lot of pressure he's not about it yeah exactly he just does accounting at like the (laughs) (laughs) he does his dress (laughs) he's an entry-level analyst it's like that i was watching uh you ever see the video of like richard pryor's son trying to do stand-up on something it's like this gigantic show and he's only been doing comedy like five years or something like that. Like the show's way too. And he tries to come out like to open with the super hacky trumpet, and he just gets booed right off stage. Oh, and it's this just is like, now. Yeah. Uh, this was a couple of years ago. I think like five, six years ago. What's his name? What's his son's name? I think his name is um, Junior. His name is literally Richard Pryor Junior. He probably has another name, but are you serious? I've never seen this video. Yeah, no, you wouldn't because it's so bad, and it's just like yeah, it's a huge letdown. Was he booed off stage? He's straight up booed off stage, like within <laughs> three minutes. Like he didn't get, he didn't get to his five minutes at but all. My dad. Yeah. But my dad though. It was at the Apollo. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, of when course. was it? it? Was at the Apollo. Was when, it? when was this, uh, Patrick? A while back. Uh, it was in 2018. Yeah, oh, we, oh, shit. Can oh, we get wow. the audio for it? <laughs> Yo, it's so bad. Yeah, can we get the audio for it? <laughs> I was fucking dying. Because I was looking at it, and I'm like, uh, truth be told, I'm not a, the hugest prior fan. Like, I, I give props, but I'm like, I get the style of comedy, but like, it's... Like, even if I was alive at the time, I wouldn't, I probably would have said, oh, this is the funniest thing of all time. But I totally appreciate, like, how good and what, how much he's done for comedy. But I was like, yo, I already was not giving this kid the benefit of the doubt. It was like, yeah, he came out with, like, the same hair and everything. Oh, I'm like, you're trying, yourself. you're trying go too hard. Yourself. There's no way you're as funny as your dad, like, right now. Because, like, the pinnacle of prior is, like, after 30 years of television and, and acting and all that shit. And you're just coming in just to do stand-up, which is, like, the hardest thing and you have basically no background. Like, people are just handing you shit. But you said five years, though. Yeah. Oh, okay, here it is. Here it is. Oh, my God. <laughs> this this, this is killed me. Oh, they're, they're applauding him right now, yeah. right? They love him. They love him right now. So he's just getting on stage. <laughs> so he's trying to sound like him. Yeah. Man, I'm nervous. I can literally hear my dad up in heaven right now. Like, boy, you better not mess this up. Good opening pop. Yeah, you have to. A lot of crazy. 
but he he just references him. He does, that's not yeah, even yeah, a yeah. joke. It's not even a joke. Yeah, to, yeah. You have to. You, you would have to. You I, have if to. I was in that position, you I, yeah, to. you'd have that's to. That's okay. Now the question is, what does he say? Now? Is, is, okay. is what's I just think after. that's that's like not a good start, especially in no, like a black audience of going like, remember my dad? No, no, no. Yeah, that's the worst trying to people to get credit. It's very true. Like if if he came in and he didn't if he didn't address it and break that bubble right away, he'd have he'd have it hanging over his head the whole set. Crazy stuff going on right now. Donald Trump is president. This is nah, 2018. Calm down. I'm not as mad as Facebook is. You read the messages. Oh, Donald Trump, that's the worst president ever. I'm not the smartest man, but 400 years of slavery and not one of them presidents made the cut. And the worst part is, I feel like I understand really what's the problem with Donald Trump. Everybody here in America knows the code. If you get caught cheating, you got to cut your side thing loose. Donald Trump still on the phone at the White House talking to Russia. Hello? Hey, no. No, I want to talk to my man right now. You go get my Putin. Is that you, my Putin? Straight left. I love you so much. I love the way you smell. Uh, I love the way your name comes off my lips. The problem is he's doing a bad impression. And it's not even that. It's just not what you open with, I would say. It's not something like, this joke could have worked. I would say, it, like, it's Patrick, bad, but it could have worked. Is he right now? He's straight up. They're not letting him. He's trying to fight. <laughs> they're not letting him touch it. Oh, Steve God. Harvey looks bewildered. Oh, God. Yo, he got... He's saying, y'all not going to boo me. Y'all not going to do it? Yeah. My daddy is Richard Pride. What you going to do? Keep going. Some people are like, yeah, keep going. But okay, like, that's enough. That's enough. Oh, yeah. my God, bro. Nah, that, he, he straight yo, up didn't cut it, man. Bro, that's like PTSD. That, yo, that takes me back to the new Somebody's, night. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yo, no, nah, but you had, what, what did he have? He had maybe two minutes. You had a good five-minute run before they were like, ah. <laughs> for reference, for reference, uh, the Nubian show is the longest-running, like, black show in toronto it's in been canada running, in canada it's yeah. been running in toronto monthly once a month for 20, 20 plus years 23 years or something at the like yuck that. yucks toronto here by kenny robinson yeah and uh they have a very similar culture to like uh the, the apollo, apollo theater yeah. where they encourage booing and uh no I they much just encourage people to boo to express, bad jokes yeah, yeah to express exactly. your yeah so you know this is where it goes kenny robinson at the beginning of the show yeah, and by the way i finally everybody. got i finally got invited to go and uh, when I first moved to the city, and I went and checked it out, and I told Kenny, I'm like, yo, I'm not ready for this. Yeah. So I waited a year, and then I finally told him, yo, I am ready. And then he's like, okay, come to the January show. I go to the January show, and the way he opens up this comedy show, he goes, he goes, do not accept mediocre comedy. <laughs> If they suck, I want you to let them hear it. Yo. And you just hear, like, the audience, like, sharks getting it. Now they're getting blood. ready. Yeah. They're just, you know, the sharks would go, ah. This is first time on the show, yeah. and I want them to make sure. That's a terrible Kenny impression. Um, but, yeah, no, I did five minutes before I was booed swiftly off They stage. like your jokes. They just didn't understand your energy. That's that's well, the was, one thing. To be that's honest out, with yeah. you, I was a little high, which was a mistake. That was yeah. not supposed to be that. I uh, picked up Black Zeus to come with me, and uh, <laughs> that's gonna happen. Yeah. You can't. I learned that you can't smoke with Black Zeus. Just like any he's got other different day. weed. He's he's a different man still. Yo, <laughs> I'm gonna. Black Zeus is another Toronto shout comic, out which Black I Zeus. will yeah. have on this podcast soon. Shout out to Black Zeus. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a, is it AKA Black Zeus? You can it check, is AKA Black Zeus. Check him out on check Instagram. Him out. He's a fun guy. Yeah. Um, he get, Kenny did that for me too when I opened the show in June. That was June last year, and. He does this thing where he opens the show usually just like 10 or 15 or whatever off the top. And then he spends an extra two minutes saying, hey, I want to bring back quality and comedy. So if somebody's not bringing what you like, don't be scared to boo them uh, because we'd have that all the time. Every month there'd be somebody who'd get booed. Like he spends some time reminding said, people yeah, that, yeah, there's, exactly. that there's booing. That booing is expected. And then I go up and my opening is soft like people chuckle <laughs> yeah. oh, but i'm scared right <laughs> oh, God. and um i i pull out my i pull out my trump card which is what i think oh let's not call it a trump card whatever i pull out my card is just like yo i'm caribbean you're a bit yeah oh, well it's, it's not even way, a bit no this is this is a this is a cultural in but this is a 
for reference, this is a predominantly Jamaican yeah. audience. Caribbean, Jamaican, African. Like, it's very mixed, but it's a lot of Jamaicans for exactly. sure. Keep so going. I pull it out that I'm Caribbean, that I'm Guyanese, and then a few, I get some momentum going. I do one or two of those bits. I pull out the accent. People love me again. Yeah. Um, and then the next bit, which is more of a Toronto-centric bit, like, that's soft, too. I'm like, fuck. I, like, I'm sweating now. And now I have, uh, <laughs> I didn't get the light yet, but in my head, I'm like, I know I got about three minutes left. So that's two bits for me. <laughs> yeah. I tell a lot of stories. I'm like, all right, um, I got a choice between something very cerebral. <laughs> <laughs> which you cannot. I open I with mean, a cerebral joke, bro. To, to be honest, one of the jokes, like, they got it, but I was just like, it's a wordplay joke, and I don't really want to do that. And then I have I have another really long Caribbean bit, and then I'm like, all right, this is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go for a bit about being light skinned because it's shadest, which is very Caribbean thing. It's true. That yeah. pops off so well. Yeah. That saves my whole set, and then my closer is kind of weak. So I'm like, all right, fine. I'm not gonna go over because it's my first time here. But you made it out alive. I made it out. I harvested. And I was like, oh. Oh, I was shaking. Bro. <laughs> yeah, bro. I was shaking. So I went oh. out back. I can't remember. You I was could tell. With you could tell yeah. they're ready for any. Yeah. They're ready yeah. for any open. But I was opening the show. And I made it through. So I was like, all right, that's cool. And then Kenny's had me back. I think I'm going to be back in November or something like that. Like, I usually give it a lot of time for them to miss me. Like, I I know there's a lot of people do Nubian every month. I feel like I'm not there yet, for sure. Yeah. Dude, I've never, since I've been booed, I've never, I go back to the show. I try to be there every month just to watch. Yeah, yeah, Just to be in that room and try to figure this out. Because, man, you know, Ian Edwards, the comic. Oh, yeah. When, before he released his recent special, uh, Ian Talk. Mm. on like Comedy Central, he did like the circuit of podcasts and he told one story about how like he moved from Jamaica to New York when he was 16 and he pretty much cultivated his comedy in like with a lot of white audiences. Mm. His circuit he was doing was white. So when he first started he's doing- in like New York, New York. Exactly. He didn't go to like Queens or Exactly. Not. Yeah, yeah. So when he started doing black rooms, he was getting booed off stage. Yeah, yeah. So he's like, I got to figure out how to write this material. So There's, black uh, audiences understand it, and then and then with years of comedy, the next step becomes how do I write it in one way? How do I translate it? How do I write it one way so everyone yeah. gets it? I'm, I'm getting a lot of that now because I would spend like even in the months coming up to like I knew I was gonna do Kenny's show like a month and a half before. I'm like, oh, I've got a whole lot of Caribbean material that I only pull out at like private gigs, like if it's some Caribbean person's birthday party, and there's nowhere to practice it. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. Because uh, that's why I liked when your show, your show came up. I'm like, cool, this is a Jamaican audience. I got some guys there who are at least gonna know what I'm talking about. And then I get a real gauge of whether or not this is funny or just cultural. Yeah. And I would do a lot of a lot of white rooms, and they have no, they're not gonna laugh at all. They're gonna they're gonna chuckle because they know I'm making a cultural reference, but they don't get it. Yeah, because the cadence of like the punchline. Yeah, some of the stuff is is yeah. complex, right? And and I'm like, ah, oh, y'all don't get it. It's not for y'all. And then I take it to Kenny's room and it murders. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, cool. I I I have more confidence in myself for these bits, but it still would be nice to be able to go somewhere and practice it. Yeah. You know, I totally feel I totally feel what he's talking about. I'm reading this book right now. It's by a guy as a New York comic called Baratunde Thurston. It's called uh, what? How to be black. How to be black? Yeah. And what was the name of the author? The author is Baratunde Thurston. Was this guy like African Jamaican? Well, no, not Baratunde at all. Thurston. He's, he's dun, born dun, in dun, the dun. states, but his his parents were like African hippies. They're like, yeah, take back Mother Africa, you know that sort of thing. And that's why they gave him the African name. But the whole book is it's satire, but also instructions on how to conduct yourself and and to handle all of the intricacies of being the difference between being black, African American and African, and then Caribbean African, which all have, like, you know, white people would lump us all into one thing, but it's very different. Oh, it's different, without a doubt. Very, very different. So he talks about all of that, and specifically how, yeah, if you have a style of comedy or a style of speaking that is white, and how do you ensure that you are still accepted by the black community inside of that? I'm in this crazy place, (laughs) bro. Is it all in this book? This book is is for real, bro. Can I get this book on Amazon? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can get it on Amazon. Uh, hopefully, gonna, I get a percentage uh, of How to Be Black sales. I'm going to go ahead and pre-order that right now. I mean, to be honest, I got it free from the Toronto Public Library, but whatever. Um, I paid the extra <laughs> $6 for one day shipping. <laughs> get that Shout out to Amazon if you're watching. Yeah, I don't know. Bring them things DT, man, I say. <laughs> and all of that as well. Yeah. Um, I have this very particular position in that I am light-skinned Caribbean black but not black because like in the caribbean i'm not black at all i wasn't black till i came to canada 
Yeah, oh, I totally get that. Yeah. And shade-wise, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how people treat you in there. Like, if I cut my hair too low, I'm, I'm, you know, I cut my hair a certain way. I'm Filipino. I have a joke about that, you know. I went to New York. People would just start speaking Spanish to me. They assume I'm Dominican, right? I go... So, you know, I went, I went to the UK. People thought you're that, that beige, bro. You're that I'm, beige I'm this where you ambiguous. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But then having to deal with that here, especially when you deal with entertainment, when people think black comedy, they don't think me because I'm black, but not that black. Yeah, you're off black. I'm off black. And then when people think um, diasporic style stuff, they're like, oh, he's Caribbean, but it's weird Caribbean. Like he's, uh, he's too white. Yeah. You know, even though, Carib, yeah. even though I'm the only Guyanese born Caribbean comic here in Toronto. I checked this. Everyone else is born here. I'm the only person that grew up in Guyana doing comedy. Fuck. And uh, nobody thinks of me that way. I was just like, yeah, my face doesn't say that. <laughs> you're just in this weird, like, what, yeah. what is it when you got three circles and you look at the area? And it's a Venn diagram. A Venn diagram. Yeah. 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 You got a very awkward Venn diagram of it's, stuff. It's it's fun for me, and especially because like I like to do impressions. I like to do you know I like to travel and see what people are like. Yo, that Trinidadian accent thing killed me, fam. Like, I did uh, a video for Dating Beyond Borders where I had to pretend to be Trinidadian for the thing, and it's like, what's Dating Beyond Borders? It's a channel about people dating internationally. Like they come to a cultural center like Toronto, and then you know a Norwegian guy is gonna start dating an Italian girl or something. Oh, so interracial dating? Yeah, basically. Well, inter-country. Oh, national that does not dating. Not necessarily it racial. Be, it can be some inner EU shit. Yeah, or some inner that's that's one of the, the big things that I try to make a very specific difference about because like there there are two like especially when I was in New York. There's two people and they're both black, but they can do both be very different. Like I have this power where I can look at black people and know what they're gonna sound like. <laughs> if oh, you're yeah? in Toronto, you know, you kind of know a little bit what I'm saying. You look at someone's face. You, you know, know what it is? You gotta look at how their shirt fits them. <laughs> what? If they're a medium and they're wearing a medium, <laughs> then you can assume some things. <laughs> I get it's right. How right? Yes, fit exactly. Of their clothing yeah. on their body. How they dictate. How, how they walk. A lot of stuff like that. But when I was in New York, some degree. When I was in New York, it didn't work at all because not only am I thinking about Caribbean Black people and North American Black people and African Black people, I got to think about all the different types of Black people in America. Oh, true. Right? Southern, and Southern, okay. Western, Northwestern, Mountain type shit. You yeah, know, party Midwest, Midwest Florida. Oh. You know, just Cali cats. You know, yeah, up in, up in Maine, <laughs> yeah. and and then Harlem just cats, in, yeah, yeah, just in New York, you got New York, New York, New Jersey, Long Island, uh, Rhode Island, Brooklyn, Harlem, Brooklyn, Queens. Yeah, yeah, all that kind of stuff, and that's very different. And that that's the first time that that power has ever failed me. Oh yeah, <laughs> but you're, you're just walking around confused as fuck. Yo, you shouldn't sound like that. It, I wasn't thinking about it, but I just saw it. And I was just like, wow, this is. Uh, you don't you don't get that here in Toronto. There's some people who are African. You could kind of see it in their face. Yeah. You know, and then there's there's a lot of people who are like black British people, and you can see that in their face. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. Um, I have relied on that so thoroughly here. Uh, to like. It's weird how you can like be black and grow up in a in Britain, and then somehow you can just tell it that you didn't grow up in Africa, you know? Just like the way, whatever you're wearing, how you're standing, everything. Quite right, before you, Yeah, before you open your mouth. Yeah, yeah. You kind of have a feeling that it's like and, something's off. And that's bit. the only, I would say it's the only race where that distinction is so fine. Um, among black people? Amongst black people. It's so specifically fine and it's so specifically different. And then there's there's but a lot you of, but you and I think this because we're black though we we, we, we we've noticed that there that the distinction that I think the Asians would say the same thing right no it's true I'm not saying it's not true but I think it, for us it's the only one that it's so widespread that that culture like the Asians have a way of keeping their culture together no matter where in the world they go whereas for a lot of black people we we we, we migrate and then we change we assimilate. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, true. That's or or cool. or even worse, uh we we create brand new shit. Right? Like Toronto <laughs> Like man Toronto style. man slang, yeah. yeah. Like grime slang. Is we we assimilate kinda. And then we create a, a nice middle ground for us. Yeah, well we always keep some sort of unique identity, even though if it was like 
if it wasn't the original thing or not. It's something unique regardless. Totally. It's, it's got to have her own shit. You know? um, one of the guests on How to Be Black, she says this thing. She's just like, oh, black people don't go camping. We don't go snip swimming. We don't go traveling. Black she, people swim and travel. And she's like... Um, we definitely don't camp, though. I agree with that. I mean, yeah, well, I'm not trying to do it. Those are facts. Um, shit, I'm going to be on this map. She says specifically, she's just like, no matter what I do, it's going to be black because I'm black and I'm doing it. And that resonated me with me pretty powerfully because I'm like, yeah, she's like, I'll eat sushi and dance an Irish jig. It's still going to be something that black people do because I did it, you know? Shit. Yeah. Uh, that hit me pretty hard. Sounds like some Maya Angelou shit. Uh, I mean. Damn, this is some woke shit. Right? They're probably standing on her shoulders, to be honest. Like, shit. Yeah. You're into that. You're you you support all of every time I'm on Facebook, I'll be like Cliff like like any black group thing that I'm a part of. <laughs> I get pulled I, into some constant of constant activity from Cliff Cliff Knight. You like every I, black you're that guy who's like, Yeah, do it, my brother. We must <laughs> We must stand strong, my brother. You're that I, guy. You know I, I, mean? I believe in, in uh, cultural integrity to some point, but also, like, I support them because, like, I am of the African diaspora, but also Damn, because... what's that second word there? <laughs> the diaspora, the people have different ways of saying it, but, like, the spreading of uh, the African people and culture across the world. Or, I mean, it, it applies to every race, not just African people. Um, one of the reasons is because in Guyana, we are very, very... Uh, adamant about all of the races that live here, like the Portuguese people, Africans, Amerindians, which are like native people. We have, uh, you know, the British people, and then we have people like Spanish people, and all that kind of stuff. Um, Chinese people. There's a huge Asian population, not just Chinese people. In Guyana? Yeah, bro. In oh, all of no South idea. America. All of South America. There's so there's many. There's a huge people. Chinese population. There's a gigantic Japanese village in Brazil, bro. There's so many. Okay, okay. The, yeah. are you, wait, so are you talking about Asians? Or are you talking about Chinese or Japanese? Asians. And, like, they're all there. They're so all there. So what is the most dominant Asian I would say it's Chinese. Diana? I would say it's Chinese people. Like, those are the people that... They, they have a pretty good, like... Uh, what's... What's the word? What are they doing there? What's the average Chinese? That I, w I wouldn't be able to give you those numbers. No, like, like where are they like in industry there? Oh, in industry? Oh, bro, they're in everything, man. They yeah. have all the... Are they the guys that are laying the brick? Are they the guys that are loaning? No. Are they guys working for international banks? What no, this is, this is one of the main things. They have a huge restaurant there. And I used to work for one of the companies that uh, worked with this restaurant, like security. And they have a huge restaurant. And in one of the main roads, they have this gigantic house. And people come from China and they live in that house and they work in that restaurant and for two years. They learn English. They go to school in that time. And then they, after they finish that contract, whatever, they can kind of go do whatever they want. So some, a lot of them stay in, in Guyana. Guyana. Yeah, a lot of them stay there. A lot of them go to Brazil. How big is this restaurant? The restaurant, it's, pre, it's a pretty popular restaurant. Like it's, how many people does it employ? Um, I'd say about like four or five hundred people. Four or five hundred? How fucking big is this restaurant? Oh, they have like, they have like branches and stuff. Oh, and then okay. it's, it's a lot of shifts. And then nobody stays at the restaurant. And it's a Chinese restaurant. Yeah, nobody stays at the restaurant for like more than a year, two years. Like, they, sir, they just like cycle them through. Yeah, yeah. So they don't get too yo, come, happy. Come, <laughs> well, no, it's just like, yo, you come here, you learn English, you get your shit together, and then you bounce. Like you're not trying to work a restaurant your whole life, you know what I mean? What's the name of that chain? Uh, it's called New Thriving. New Thriving. Yeah, it's, yeah, I'm pretty much sure it's a bad translation from something. The yeah. foods was pretty bomb when I was there. New Thriving. And uh, they do that. Like, Asians are probably the most organized culture around the world. Oh, yeah. And it's one of these a lot things. Of people, no one is really arguing that. I feel no, like. no one can. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're not allowed to. They're paying us not to. Um, they, they honestly. This show I'm, is sponsored by Manchuak, by the way. <laughs> Manchuak and Panda King, or rather not Panda. Mandarin. Panda Box. Yeah, Panda Box. No, what's it called? Is it, what's it in the States? What's it called? Panda Box? Panda Express. Panda Box. <laughs> Panda Box. <laughs> Panda Box is definitely some sort of like... Like bestiality for it. <laughs> probably. I was thinking like some mom and pop Chinese place in like fucking Indianapolis, but it's wow. definitely a bestiality that's, place that's as pretty, well. That's pretty specific. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a sort of cultural integrity that I, I like envy for black people, um, you know, because... I don't know. There's there is a, a huge there's a huge unbreak unbroken cultural chain for most Asians, and that's that's one of the big difference that I've noticed that uh, a lot of Black people have is just like there's this huge uh, fragmentation of the culture. The pro <laughs> I feel like the problem with Black people when we're too much in groups or when we 
Yeah, I already people, know you're going people, with this. Bro, people get concerned. It's, it's true, it's, it's true. It's very, comes off very even, even, black. Even us. It, it yeah. comes off very Black Panther-y. Yeah. yeah. You know, and when I, I mean, tell you, yeah. yo, brother, when I tell a couple of brothers my, that my we brother. meet, we still meet in the same spot, my brothers, to discuss the solution. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, what are these guys nobody, up to? Nobody, really nobody thinks of that. them like, oh, maintaining cultural like links from the past. Well, like, what's wholly different with someone like, like me are these niggas up to? is is that <laughs> even in like in Guyana, like I said, we all celebrate each other's holidays. So I have a huge, significant part of my family that's Indian, like Hindu, like they speak Hindi, you know, and you go to those weddings and you go to those cultural events. I have Muslim family and friends that I've gone to those things and worn that robe. You know, there's so many Portuguese people there, and of course you go to their restaurants, you go to the rodeo. You have no choice but to participate in all of it. You know, there's Chinese New Year, like all that stuff happens all the time, and you're in all of it. So there's no time to develop hate racism per se. There is just a difference. The, the racism is that that's the difference. It's just racial uh, observation, not necessarily racial discrimination. That's... Chinese people they integrate differently into like they different do. in like in Canada Chinese people I you dude I meet uh like Chinese girls who are like second or third generation I'll be like where are you from she'll be like Toronto I'll be like <laughs> she'll be like and then I'll be like oh I meant like where are you from and where then from from yeah exactly and then she'll be like ah. You mean where you th where are my parents where are my grandparents from? That's my ethnicity. Like, bitch, look at your face, okay, <laughs> bitch. Look in the mirror. I mean, explain that, okay? You don't look like Becky. Just tell me what it is. Just give me. Let me like go, that. okay? Like that. I regret even talking. One of one of the things that uh, makes it a little bit hard, I think, not just here in Toronto but in general, is that. There's coming this time where people are like, like I myself have to turn down how much I talk about race in my comedy, whereas it's never affected me like super adversely. Like all the racism in Guyana is specially crafted to not hurt anybody's feelings. Like, and then I come here and I'm light enough to not what, really. What do you have mean to, by that? What do you mean by that? Um, the the racism, the racism in Guyana, Guyana. It's this very special microcosm of all of these people are racist, but. Not in like a really bad way. They just understand that there are different races. You know what I mean? I okay, I get that. So they're aware of the races. But rare... What is the level of racism that happens? Um, a lot of it only pops up during the elections. Like black people and Indian people have they've got forever beef, and that's just because the political parties would rather there be beef because. So of who usually wins? Um, right now, the dominance is. I mean, right now, the party in power is the black party. Yeah, um, but it doesn't look like they're gonna be staying, yeah. <laughs> staying there for very long. No, I, I don't really keep up. Right? I don't. I don't keep so much with. I mean, the Indians had had control for like the last twenty years. Hundred percent, man. Yeah. Have you ever had chicken masala? Chicken yeah. masala? And we don't even eat that there. People don't even really eat. Like, it's undeniable. It's different That's kind. Of, different as kind of food as well. As soon as you have tikka well. masala or like a char gosht or like any of these <laughs> dishes, as soon as you eat them, you realize if there's politics associated that with vindaloo. this flavor right now, that vindaloo. it's gonna win. Yo, that's what Grenada was all about, bro. What uh, Grenada island? Right? Grenada is a Caribbean island that was basically bombed to shit by the Americans uh, over like political differences. Basically, like it's not even it's it's one of like the worst cases of military overkill in the world. Yeah, yeah. And the and uh, is it like a lower standard of living than Guyana? And um. I don't actually know. I mean, it's a smaller island, so I'd expect like there's just not a lot happening. I there. worked with a guy from uh, Grenada a uh, long time ago. And I did construction. Yeah. He was this labor dude who had the loudest act. You ever hear someone who has such a hilarious voice yeah, yeah. that you find yourself clicking with <laughs> you, you turn record on and keep your phone yeah. in your pocket just to know what he's going to yeah. No, no, just go yeah. talk to them just I know to exactly record their saying. voice. It doesn't matter what they say. <laughs> he would talk like, I forget <laughs> like it was the most unbelievable. And, there, and there's there's it. examples of that at, like all over the Caribbean. Loved it, yeah. And each oh. each island's like uniquely different, of course. There's a few islands that don't speak English, as well as like a couple of French islands and stuff like that. Yeah, Dude, I don't know what the hell's going on there. I went down to the Dominican Republic. Well, the DR is, in a resort. The DR is French and Spanish. Yeah. Dude, when you when I when you go out the resort and the DR, bro, that's yeah. when you're like, it's, oh shit. Then you're like, oh shit, yeah. for real. They put us. We went jet skiing, or we went to go rent these boats, but we didn't want to pay for the excursions at the resorts. Yeah, yeah. Because we're like, oh, these are like marked up, yeah, so everyone are. gets a cut. The the key, you got to get off the resort and go, pay yeah. direct. 
Yeah. Right? Cut the middleman out. So we thought we were being smart. And then we, like, nah, leave the resort. Nah. And they put us in those fat military trucks where we're just sitting yeah, there yeah. holding the metal. And we're just driving by poverty. And, like, dogs, like... Yeah, licking other yeah, dogs and like a a child just like something alone that looks like it's been somewhere. bombed out twenty years yeah, ago. Yeah, and we're, and we're like, what the fuck decision did we just make? It's like that, man. And yeah. uh, you know what I mean? Like I said, each island has this uniquely different cultural stuff and everything like that. I, I, it took me such a long time to be able to write some of my Caribbean material in a way that. It, I, I can I can start doing translations for white audiences like they'll still get what I'm talking about. I recently got like two bits kinda to click in a way that it'll work for both audiences no matter how I tell it. And that took me so long to like design how to translate these things and um, that kind of shit. Yeah, man. Yeah. You know, even till this day, I have I'm having trouble talking about the Navy, my Navy experiences on stage because yeah. the way I'm approaching it, people always. Check out. I don't know. It's something about it yeah. seems disrespectful, and they're so ingrained and and programmed to support unconditionally the the forces and like of everything tied to Canadian patriotism. All that they're so conditioned. They're just like, oh fuck that. So like, I almost have to do like there's, there's gotta two be a way. or three disclaimer lines. Yeah, to be like, look, I love the forces. Yeah, you gotta you gotta you gotta do you gotta do the twist yeah. where it's yeah, like exactly. where it's like oh yeah dance at the beginning. I've been here and now yeah. I'm here. Exactly. Now you're here with but, me. Yeah, that's funny. It's not perfect. Yeah, there's, uh, and I feel like everybody goes through that. I myself wouldn't say that I've like found my voice or anything like that. But you haven't, uh, by the way. Yeah, of course, of course. (laughs) (laughs) You kidding me? Um, but the the fun part that I'm having is like you know sometimes where it's it's a joke you've like been working on for a while and then just a different part like clicks right into or someone gives you a nice tag and the whole thing like melds together. I love that. Uh, I love seeing it in other people. Uh, I give a lot of tags. I always try and give tags for certain people. I'm like, oh, this joke is good, and it's and the yeah, first time. Well, I obviously, hear, yeah. we have some a lot of non-comic. Uh, oh yeah, listeners. non-comic a listeners. Tag yeah. is like an extra joke that adds on to the setup. So you yeah. you do a big joke, you get your laugh, and then a tag is like one line. Yeah, joke one line like that works off that setup yeah a guy walks into a bar and he orders a drink turns out it, t- it tastes like ass that's the joke if the if that's the joke then the tag is like oh turns out he walked into an ass bar uh what the hell is an ass bar and then you swing that and that's extra extra tag and um, then you'd say turns out he was in boston which would be a tag <laughs> somehow boston bro, I've, I've noticed that in movies somehow boston is a punchline it's line. just a huge punchline yeah right it's, a, it's say, a new york punchline i will say it's I, definitely a new york punchline like you i could say anything i could be like yo bro i never i never noticed that tattoo and i grew up in boston you know you're like <laughs> that's it what What's that even mean yeah i just like to add and i and i grew up in boston it's just a punchline for some reason. Boston, in Boston, in Boston. Yeah, you um, did. You did. You just yeah, yeah. Up, I, right? I'm trying to go back. Did you go I, to Harvard and get a Harvard. I, I walked through then... Harvard. I didn't guess where I was going to do that. I, I walked How through much Harvard. Was it? Did you check the? Price? It was like seventy bucks. They're so expensive. But you did check the price though. <laughs> no, like I saw it. I, I went and grab. I do this in every city, every big city I go. I go to the university and I grab an admissions package. I did this in New York too. I went to the University of Cambridge. And I grab an admissions package and kind of like just look into what it would cost just to like flex on them so hard because it's so fucking expensive in the U.S. And then they, they have all these programs, of course, and then there's some stuff. And I, I went to Cambridge, which is in uh, Uptown, Uptown in Manhattan. Um, it's right next to the Seinfeld Deli, which is the only reason that I end up walking in there. And I went, I grabbed an admissions package. I look, I look over all that kind of stuff. That's was what it I do. thick? Was it a thick package? No, no. It's literally just an information sheet that sends you to the website. Um, but There's no numbers on it. Uh, no, I had to do some digging. Man, what the fuck? Are you? You're just <laughs> killing hard time. Yeah. You're very bored in New York. No, I, that's just something. That I, I, I do this thing. I, I go to certain cities. I get a new tattoo. I got a new tattoo in New York. I do that too. I have yeah. three tattoos, three different places. Yeah. And you got a pineapple? I got an extra long pineapples, but it's supposed to be the Pineapple State Building. What? I, is that a what? Because I was in New York. The Pineapple State Building? Yeah. Is that a building? No, I just... I just made a stupid joke and I got a permanent record of it. <laughs> Shit, bro. You fucking play a dangerous game, bro. Soon you're just going to wake up one day and just be like, I don't know what this meant. Yeah, yeah. Fuck. I don't know. 
I don't know, man. Uh, all you, all you're going to have is that admissions package thing. <laughs> you're going to try to piece it together. Did it have something to do with Cambridge? What the fuck happened? I don't know. Um, yeah, Boston. Boston was a cool little place. I, uh, I'm, planning, I'm trying to go back and do a couple more shows. Like, yeah. Just the States in general is very fun to do. I enjoy getting out of Toronto. That's one thing, one big thing for me. For comedy or just in general, travel? Um, I do like travel in general. If I can also do comedy, that's always a plus. So I always try my best to get some. Like even if I went to New York, I booked two shows and then the, I just did a bunch of mics. Like I had so much fun uh, just doing that. And that's what I try and do wherever we go. Just, you know, get on, meet people, spread my comedy, and, you know, whatever else happens, happens. I've been to New York a lot of times before doing comedy. I wonder what it's like going down and checking out the scene and whatnot. It's it's very exciting. It's very like Toronto, but uh, there's a few things that uh, it, that were shocking, of course. Like what? Um, for one, uh, the pay to play is is a big shock. Like it's you having gotta pay a, to do an open mic. Yeah, 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 and it's expensive, man. It's, I thought it was like five bucks. It's some shows have different rules. Some shows are like five bucks, five minutes. Some shows are like, uh, you know. You can pay up to 10 minutes, get your 10, $10, 10 minutes. There's one show I saw that was 10 bucks for three minutes. Um, Jesus, that's a premium show. Literally, yeah, because they have good audience. Like, yeah. It's a club. Right? And it makes sense because I look at it like this. Um, that money is going into the hands of a comic who more often than not also books a real show. And they're using that money to book a real venue or book a real headliner. And, st- and so thus increasing the quality of the show. If you're one of the room favorites on that open mic, you're you're gonna get booked on the good show and then just make your money back pretty quickly, you know. So it's an investment. In your it mind. is a real. That's and, good. Yeah. And then also, uh, you can book your spot online for shows. It's not in I, New York. Yeah, some stuffs not show up, go up. Like two of the, two or three of the shows I went. Like there's a website and you pay online. If you pay your five bucks online, you're going to that show. You know what I mean? You're yeah, not gonna miss 100%. that fucking spot. But I feel like that's such a fucked up system to just be like, oh, I'm gonna go try. Let me just pay my money to go try. Well, that's the thing. That means that you gotta take it seriously. If you don't take it seriously, you're just pissing your money away. Or just right? don't leave your market. Yeah. Until there's so many ways to do it, you know. But yeah, if now if with you... the internet, the game's changed, yeah. baby. The yeah. game's changed. I still think I still are. think that the immigrant section talking about the game. It's right? true, the game, the game. You were talking about the rap game. I was just like, I don't really know much about the rap game. <laughs> what I've always wondered in the rap game is this, like uh, the pricing and the how features work. Features, ah, uh, man. Do you I, know how features work? I recent like- I recently started looking into this. Um, literally, l- like the price is open. A lot of artists will have contracts, like you know, flat fees for. Oh, do I write on your song and then give it to you, or am I actually featuring like my brand on your song? Am I doing just the hook, or do I have my own verse? Like all that matters. Like it's all written out in a contract yeah, form. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. what do they usually do? They usually have their verse written for them. Um, it depends on it depends on who the rapper is. A lot of like Let's if you see Drake, if you see Drake, I mean, I guess Drake is a star, so he, he yeah he has a lot of stuff ghost written for him. Yeah, he's a pretty good rapper. Like I listened to some old Drake before he had money for a ghost rapper. He's pretty good, so I wouldn't even discount the fact that a lot of stuff he does now. Okay, is, it could uh, be him as far as you're. Concerned. It could be, and, and to be honest, that's not the important thing from a business perspective. That definitely is not the important thing. Someone like Drake, whose visage and personality and branding is his power, he could show up and just say nothing and just say, yeah, you know, and he's going to get paid something. <laughs> <laughs> that's the game, bro. Yeah. That's, that's DJ Khaled, like, features on all his own tracks and just pays himself. Uh, <laughs> as a feature? Well, not like as a feature, but like he's on the track as an artist and a producer. He's going to, you know, he can just do that. He's, it's his own. I, I'm not sure if it's his own label, but like, They've been other. That, that seems like double dipping. That can. seems like some fucking. Like, Why not? <laughs> in the accounting books, be like he's, he's paying himself for everything. There's here. no rule for it. Well, There's no rule against it. And then some guy with a cigar goes, "Well, well, Martha, that's the game." Mark and I got uh, approached by this group. They wanted us to write a song, so they already shot the music video. Yeah. Of just these guys in a strip club with you know girls shaking their ass and shit like that. They shot the music. They video shot the music video the song. and they're like, "Can you write something to go with this?" And we're like, "Are we featuring? Are we ghostwriting?" And they're like, "No, you just be ghostwriting. We couldn't put you in this video." <laughs> and uh, was the money good? We we pitched them something and they just never got back to us. So we're just like, I don't, I haven't seen the video come out, so I just think they went in a, a different direction. 
Fuck yeah, bro. Yo, we're at the over the hour mark. I want to oh, wrap shit. this thing up. But first, before I go, I know we've another been freestyle. Oh my god. We don't have, forget about the freestyle. <laughs> I think uh, we lost a lot of people on the lap. Yeah, line. yeah. <laughs> I want I you, brought something I want hard, you to drop yeah. a nice couple uh, bars from your tracks. Yeah, from mm, just from a track. You from know? a particular track. Yeah, I'm gonna have to look. Give at me your some favorite of line of bars. Um, oh, because you got a nice flow. I I, ha I had some some good stuff. I would say uh, just because I put a different kind of like writing ethic into music than into. Uh, Yo, I remember this too. Yo, wait, 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 Patrick. Yeah. Did you tell Patrick about this beat? I, this is a maybe you guys told on me before. about it because I've used it for this multiple did you, times. Is this? Did you guys coordinate this? Not at all. Is this the right beat? Hey, it doesn't matter. Uh, Wait, what? What is this uh, beat? This is one of the like the first beats you type rap instrumental into Google, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. it's like trap rap instrumental uh, okay, yeah. mainstream is or this, something is like this that. gonna work we can give you a better yeah a no better this beat. works okay this works, works. okay yeah. can we can we get it up yeah can you turn the headphone up a little bit yeah. my headphone yeah yo yeah. you want me to ad lib or just stay out of this no yeah uh, you can do it you can uh, do it i mean that sort yeah. of thing doesn't throw me yeah. out yeah 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 uh, yeah. Uh, yeah you feel it coming up there yeah yeah I'm so frozen up in this game, relevant and so cold, I couldn't be no more Jermaine. Yo, I'm crossing the plains, guy in a Toronto, California to the main. Yo, I'm coming for that OG spot. I'ma twist you and pour you like a old teapot. Don't touch him, goddamn boy, he's hot. Cause I'm all up in the ass like the OG spot. Catch me, I'm hot. Yo, I'm off brand Hot Wheels, can't keep track of me. I don't care who's at the front or at the back of me. I bet all of the black of me, I need my funny. Made my money on a face so you could say that you blow a whole stack of me. Oh, Ooh, I'm shit. that dog out here. I'm trying to play fetch, shake the whole game up like a collar at your sketch. Tell him you right now, old Mandarinis catch, though. I'll be at your neck, though. Clavicle Express, yo. And it ain't getting no better. I'm on a vector to kill more than if Dexter teamed up with Lecter. And ain't gonna be no shelter, cause I'ma keep up the pressure from now till half past whatever. You already know I'm rhapsodizing forever. Uh, uh, keep it good night. That's right. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Good uh, night. Yeah, yeah. Throw it up, throw it up, throw it up, throw it up. Throw yo, it. yeah. Yo, I want you to plug everything you want to plug. <laughs> yo, catch me time. at Cliff Night Comic on all social media. You can look up a good night. Uh, good night rhymes is all the way up there. Also, look up Mark Goodman91. He's on instagram twitter facebook all that sort of thing most importantly though um one of the things i wanted to plug when does this go out this will go out tomorrow this goes out tomorrow um i already told you about this but we're having a 24-hour comedy channel stream on august 31st for apartment 205 that's on facebook apt 205 live um what that's going to be is 24 hours of comedy programming that's been put together by me anna maria stoich and elvis dean which is like comics, stand-up, podcasts, improv, music videos from all over Canada. I'm going to toss up a couple immigrant section episodes yeah, on there. Definitely do. It's going to be 24 hours of comedy and comedy-related stuff uh, all up on there. You're going to love it. Hell yeah. Two and, and, I'll, and I'll get all that link stuff in the episode. For yeah. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Got you. Guys, So thank you so much for listening. I uh, appreciate you guys so much. Uh, please tell your friends about the immigrant section, all right? Let's let this thing grow. Tell People your friends while you're in the immigrant section. Tell them. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much for listening. Peace. Peace out. Mm -hmm.